worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Monday. You know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things geek. The podcast where we talk about all things pop culture. The podcast where we talk about all things anything and everything. Because it's all in canon. We're your hosts. And I'm back. And I'm so happy to be back. I'm Boris. And it's a full house because we are joined by Phil. Hello, everybody. We're sorry we have been away. And Tyler. So it's worth noting that at least on my end, every time we listen, because we do the the audio, like the opening song live, and every time on my end, it cuts out at the same part. And to this day, I don't know if that's like what causes that, because the recording turns out fine. I think it's the mixing, because remember, I use a live mixer. Um, yeah. Real time mixing, so I think it's that, and it's uh, it- a. For it this show, for me too. I use electronics, so software stuff. Wow, electronics! Yep. Yeah. So today's going to be a smorgasbord of news topics. We did zero prep, but that's okay. It is what it is. I did a bunch of prep. <laughs> okay, I did I just... zero prep. <laughs> I mean, I actually think this is a great topic to start the episode on. Of, I would argue that this is a week of a lot of very small stories. Yes. And there's not very many big stories that are worth, like, spending a lot of time. Yep. yep. And that's always weird, because I feel yeah. like we do some of our best work when we get to, like, dig into something. Exactly. That, like, that's the exactly difference it. between a musical and an opera? <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> oh, snap. I had a master's student talking to me, like, a person who did their master's in musical theory. Uh-huh. And they tried to explain it, and I went, oh, "Okay, so would this be a, a an opera then?" It was. It was. They said, uh, "A musical can have speaking non-music parts, and an opera is only music." Mm. I said, "So Jesus Christ Superstar is an opera," <laughs> and they went, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> I, it turns out I grew up with a professional opera singer. So everybody came out of the weeds on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, if Boris, if we send me, let's send me some of these answers and we can pick a winner for not next week, but the week after. Yeah, let's. Yeah. let's. I found the prize. I'm all set to go on that end. We're good to go. That's awesome. So you got awesome. one more week. Yeah. To get your answers in. Yeah. I, Show I'm laughing right now. Podcast. I wish people yeah. had videos or we presented this in video because tyler you look freaking relaxed in control with your wine glass you're just chilling yeah i i mean for the audience uh bought new house this year and then we found out very quickly that um it made sense to gut the basement and the government was like we're gonna give you money to help fund this so it's now been like a nightmare of gutting the basement and I just finished the gutting part today. Mm. And it was glorious. Yeah. And that's the most enjoyable part. The killing. The, the destruction. It's way harder to build. <laughs> oh, I mean, we got the in-laws up. We're doing studying this weekend. Um, insulation's getting blown in in a couple weeks. So <laughs> by November, I should be in the new office, which is going to be bigger and nicer than the old office. Nice. Oh, Very nice. Congratulations. Very nice. Congrats again, man. Phil, what's up, what's new and exciting in the life of P. Hill? I, you know what? Like I've fallen down some video game traps, man. So, what gotcha? It's uh, 
the artful delight I've been really enjoying, which oh, is yeah. a weird music game on Xbox. Um, I obviously I got a PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima. I've got PS5 upgraded version of Death Stranding that I started downloading last night. I've got the preview copy of FIFA 22, which I've been putting my head around. I'm beating all my friends on the gamer score front. Woo. I'm just playing a lot of games and getting a lot of achievement points and and watching a lot of TV. Yes. Gotta say, Ted Lasso has been uh, making me cry on <sighs> Friday oh nights. I'm almost, we actually binged it the last two weeks and I have one more episode left in season two. Yeah. Nope, nope. There's there's 11, there's another episode. No, no, until I'm caught up. Oh, okay, okay. This one will bring a box of Kleenex. Well, I mean, so I predicted one of the big twists of season two back in season one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, they only have certain places they can go. Oh, 100%. I know a lot of people, a lot of people are having an issue with season two. And I'm not. I'm loving every minute of it. I don't know what it is. I've heard mostly positive things from uh, my people I uh, talk to. Yeah, so. I just see this online. I just yeah, see well, it on you Twitter. see negativity stuff, online right? any, like, for anything. You know? Yeah. yeah. When, when a cartoon plumber can cause the most controversy <laughs> humanly possible, you know that the world is going to shit. I, I mean, do you want to dig into that? Because yeah. I Let's. actually... I understand some of the upset. And I don't, I mean, you know. So what we're talking about is the casting announcement for the new Super Mario movie. Um, specifically, people are quite upset that Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Um, yep. It's an, we know it's animated, right? That was, yep. yeah, that was it's the animated. bit I couldn't call. Awesome. Yeah. I was having this moment earlier of like, I am like 90% this is animated, <laughs> but I can't find anything actually confirming that. And That'd we shouldn't try that live action again. Live action. Do you yeah. remember the live action yeah. Mario Brothers movie? Watch With John Ogazamo? Yeah, you gotta. Great movie. <laughs> Phenomenal. Oh, Toad's, Lord. Toad's a lizard person now? Fuck it. <laughs> oh, Mario man. has weird zero gravity boots. I mean, the point being is um, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt's politics yes. are what is the big concern Ugh. here? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, you know, if you're doing milk toast or even like the slacktivist level of like, you're tweeting like, I don't want Chris Pratt doing this. I, I have no problem with those people. Like, I, I think that's, you're right as you know just being part of society and i think that chris pratt you know he he's openly religious and he's openly part of a church that has a not great history yes and you know when he gets asked about it he denies that history versus like if you get on anyone who's a catholic for example about the history of the catholic church you know I, just what everyone's going to be like, yeah, the Catholic Church has done some bullshit. Yeah. I don't I'm support a, I'm all I'm a Roman that. Catholic, and I can definitely support that statement. Right? I, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, and my grandfather was Roman Catholic, and, I, you know, I think he was one of the people who was the most critical of the church. Yeah. No, um, and you're allowed to be that way when you're in it. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I think if you're not in it, because... Well, yeah, but, true enough. Yeah. The wrongs are there. <laughs> There's yeah. evidence. Oh, totally. But like, you know, Chris Pratt is part of a pretty right-wing church. Mm -hmm. And and you know, if you're publicly part of that and you're a public figure, like, yeah, you get to be you get to be criticized for that. Um it's funny anyway. though. I don't pay attention to the politics of of Chris Pratt. Most oh, of the outrage that I've seen in my little geekdom people which has a high crossover Lego and Nintendo do mm -hmm. of the same fan base. And they're just more so upset about the voice acting of like just this, the voice of Chris Pratt oh, being sure. Mario. I mean, that's a banana's choice. I mean, I, yeah. I, separately, I don't know how you make a movie with Mario having yeah. a personality. Like, I, just, I don't think that's what I, you do. I liken it to Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu. It's left field. Yeah, 
I mean, and they pulled that off, and I'll give them that. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm with you, though, of like, and he wasn't Ash's Pikachu, which I think would have been very different, right? Yeah. Uh, he but was it, like, yeah. It's still, like, I've been putting that out on Twitter for everybody who's outraged. I'm like, yeah, this is outrageous. Like, the time they announced Ryan Reynolds was going to be Pikachu, right? You know, the internet did the same meltdown and then the trailer caught and then everybody was like, oh, maybe this works. Maybe this is going to be funny. Maybe if the actual film has intelligent filmmakers who are writing to the cast, it could be a fun experience. So I think that the internet should, you know, as I always think, should park its basket of rage in the bin marked garbage and wait until you see a trailer for the thing and then get upset like nobody's complaining about jack black being bowser you know, i mean I think they're the making good there, choices too i mean i think the difference i don't know if that's a good choice i think that's the difference oh, being come on, you know, jack black yeah i mean I and mean, if we, we can talk about you know who's behind the movie but it's aaron horvath and michael jelinek mm. who you know, they've done Teen Titans Go. And. Teen Titans Go and. <laughs> so they're taking a chance. <laughs> Batman Brave and the Bold. OK. So, and then Matthew Fogel's writing and, you know, he's. Yeah, he's there. I'm not sensing a lot of enthusiasm. He wrote the here. Lego movie, or he's one of the writers. Lego. I don't know if the Lego movie had multiple writers or not. Well, I I know Lord Miller. Definitely. Oh no, sorry, he wrote the second Lego movie. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, a separate kind of thing that's going on here is like, all right, let's talk about the directors and the the writers, and it's like these are not. Well. I'll stand up for Lego Movie 2 and say that that was a much better movie than the, probably the box office showed. Sure. I meant more of like, if you're going for, let's like defend yeah, these because yeah. they put great people behind it. I'm like, I don't know if they did, but. Well, you, you, you won't know until the product's here. That's the sure. point. It could be terrible. It could be the Mario movie live action. Like, it could be terrible. It could be outrageous yeah. decisions. It could be terrible, or it could be the Mario movies live action. You're right. These are the two options. I know, but look at Sonic the Hedgehog and all the critical crap that people had with that. And then it gets celebrated after, you know, they go back, they rework it a little yeah. bit, they come out with it, and then people love it. And that's great. I mean, that's the difference. They reworked it. Yeah, and there's nothing yet to rework. <laughs> like pe- we haven't seen it yet that's Fair. that's what's funniest about this reaction it's it's a reaction like plain and simple well, i mean it's, it's not even worth the the 10 minutes that we've done on it because it's chris pratt is mario okay i mean i mean it, for for your response like for the for the concern you're seeing i'm with you but the concern i'm seeing is like Chris Pratt has been having some pretty toxic takes recently and yeah. has been palling around with increasingly eyebrow raising people and i think calling him out and that's fine yeah i don't disagree with that and i'm not being a fan of his politics and i guess movie 43 is something that's in the rear view for him all the time he's never gonna venture into that type of film again with this type of thing going on but there was a time when he was pretty pretty loose on the morals front when it came to filmmaking yeah <laughs> now he's instilled all this stuff into it and it is hard like i do catch it a little bit i do see it i do see some of the controversy around it but i don't know he's always star lord to me yep (laughs) (laughs) yep 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 um yeah i don't know I have zero opinion on this, to be 100% honest. I don't give a crap just yet. Um, But I do agree with Tyler a little bit because, you know, but at the same time, one thing is people voicing their, 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 their opinions. Another thing is people, you know, being what the internet toxic community does, right? Like, so it is what it is. Um, Have you guys watched Star Wars Visions? Oh, I have, yeah. Tyler, that's a no, no for you. No. Nope. Phil, I even watched uh, the first episode of Foundation last night. Nice. Uh, 
visions i i liked um overall as a project i won't spoil anything but i'd say there's probably about three episodes that are great star wars building like great takes on it Mm -hmm. that are really interesting stories that had me highly engaged and then the rest of it was very sampled uh angled takes on things that some of them worked some of them didn't Mm -hmm. they were less involving for me i think my least favorite thing was the lightsaber is a microphone just because of my exposed hate of musicals and putting it together with star wars was not a good take for me um and i did enjoy the little episode that mirrored the last jedi yes and some of the audacious things that they did as a microcosm in 13 minutes to generate i don't know if it was a parody at people who had a bad reaction to that movie or if it was something to just you know run alongside it but it was pretty heavy-handed and i I did enjoy it there was a point at which i just started laughing at the old me and my old reaction to it but yeah the duel uh the ninth jedi you know what i mean all that all those those were standout episodes and i know that they're making a novel out of the duel in that universe yeah and they released the first five chapters today on starwars.com gotta check that out yeah yeah um yeah what do you think did you watch it yeah i'm about halfway through i'm so far i'm liking it um you know i like these different takes right it's like when they did the animatrix and stuff like that um, I like these not well that one was canon but I like mm-hmm. some of the non-canon takes you can have a little more fun and obviously you know if something works they can work it into canons in some shape way or form yep it seems mm-hmm. like that's what they're gonna do with this uh dual Ronin thing yeah that's exactly so. it yeah um yeah so so there's that there's uh I actually just got an email that's what I was reading when you guys were bickering like old Married couple. Um, uh, DC, not not DC, Warner Brothers, has sent me a review copy of The Many Saints of New Work. Mm. I'm actually looking forward to that. It's the Sopranos prequel movie, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit... They came for me too. I'm starting to get a little like... I'm caring less and less about. Yeah, how come? The infinite redos of things. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, honest, honestly, because an increasing number of them aren't good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even. I'm not going to take some hypothetical moral high ground of like, well, we need uniqueness. It's just like an increasing number of the things are not great. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, for sure. It's um. Yeah, I totally get that take. It, it's it's. I don't know. I'm. If something works, cool. But like you said, more and more we're seeing that these redos, retakes, reboots, whatever, what have you, just aren't working. But what's mm-hmm. interesting though is now we live in a world where you get second shots. If you fuck it up the first time, you can come back yeah. and do it again, as Zack Snyder has proven. And fuck it up a second time. I, yeah, I mean, I want to do a deep dive into Zack Snyder because I think that I, th- I, I something doesn't make sense. Something doesn't make sense there. Oh, a lot of things don't make sense there. A but I mean, specifically, I, I, I specifically think he costs money. Like, I don't think he makes money. I've seen that argument on a couple big directors. Sure. Uh, like, I, like I, it is a, it is a legitimate observation by the industry where they're like, these directors command these big movies, but you know, you make Transformers the same thing every time, and you end up costing. So I mean, I mean, the difference there is like it's it's that's Michael Bay, right? Yes, Michael Bay. I I, I mean, I think what it is 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 so you could do a you could do a study on isolating for variables and how much is is Snyder or Bay or whoever asking. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say something right now. Uh, just to jump back to TV, because I I would like to do a deep dive on on the viability of some of these directors. Yeah, but obviously that's not going to be now because we need to do research. Um, I did start watching, like I said, Foundation, mm-hmm. 
uh, on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. It's pretty heavy. Um, it's not a lightweight. It's you know I've watched. I've only watched the first episode. My big takeaway, Boris. This is specifically at you. Is guess who's back? Back again. Lee Price. Yeah. Is it Lee Price? Lee Pace. Pace. Pace? Lee Pace. Pace. Yep. Lee Pace from Halt and Catch Fire. Or from. And I gotta the, say, yeah, well, from many things. Yeah, Guardians. But what? Yeah, everybody's everybody's going on and on about his body of work, but everybody's skipping Halt and Catch Fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing more and more Twitter reaction where people are identifying that show as a really great show, which we've been doing for quite a while. Yeah, and it's just funny because I'm like, this is a year later for, and for me, I was late to that party. It's a year later, and then people are just starting to figure out that he was brilliant in that. Oh, he was fantastic in that show. That show was, to this day, one of my favorite shows. Like, I remember watching it as it was coming out, and I loved every episode. I hated having to wait the week like on Sundays. Like, I was happy <laughs> at the fact that... Um, so this was my Sundays back in 2015 when, the sh- when this show started. We were recording the afternoon, have a couple beers have some dinner, then get to, like, you know, whatever was on a Sunday. And then at night, 10 p.m., Halt to Catch Fire was on. And I was unemployed at the time. It was, like, with a summer of Boris. So, um, yeah, it was great. And then I love the fact that this show was on in the summer. Um, it was something to watch, you know, when when most shows are on hiatus. So I, I used to love that show so much. But, yeah, Halt to Catch Fire, if you haven't seen it, see it. Especially... You know, I would say 90% of the people listening to this show would appreciate that show because it is about computers in the, I guess, the computer revolution in Texas in the 80s, the the PC age, the beginning of the PCs. Even the beginning of the internet. Yep. And that's the beauty, right? they They jump through time a little bit and they kind of pick really neat topics to really cover. And I'll put the plug in Foundation if you're in for a bit of a Game of Thrones in space, from what I can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some po- heavy political overtones in it, but uh, some beautiful cinematography. Yeah. And that's uh, going every Friday. The first two episodes are out now. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll be doing after this show is watching episode two. Nice. Nice. Have we ever talked about, gone, done, did a deep dive on... Um... The Netflix release strategy of everything at once versus everyone else's once a week. We have. We have, haven't we? It's been we, a while. we did it ages ago. Yeah. In the early days of Netflix, we were talking about that versus normal television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's I'm interesting see- now because Disney are going on Wednesdays. Apple's going on Fridays. Netflix has some shows that do it and some shows that don't on the weekly. It's it's really is a smorgasbord when it gets to these streaming services. So who gets one night now? Because it used to be, remember when we were kids, it used to be like, oh, tonight's NBC night. You know what I mean? Like Thursdays is uh, Friends and is this. And it, you know what I mean? Like they had a lineup that tried to keep you on the channel. And then ABC would come with their night and whatnot. And everybody's battling for weeknights. And I see that with streaming services now. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 uh I, I like it though. I like the the weekly releases like like Amazon does with the boys and whatnot. The Netflix one is mm-hmm. interesting because net a lot of Netflix shows, just remember, are aired on regular TV in other countries. Um yeah. so if you know, so for example, the Flash um gets the Netflix weekly release because no one airs it here in Canada anymore. So and we don't have CW. So, um, yeah, so Flash, and, and there's a, some other shows like that. Um, uh, what's that show? The one on the train that we watch. Snowpiercer. Oh, oh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, that's on yeah. TNT. Here it's on Netflix because we don't have TNT, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like, it, it's, again, in talking about sci-fi and whatnot for a lot of the listeners, it's a big sci-fi year this year on Netflix in particular. They're doing a lot of fun stuff. Cowboy Bebop is coming out in November, which is they've released the intro for that. 
this week. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of interesting stuff where I'm like, okay, well, you know, although we have Dune coming out on HBO Max in October, there's just a lot of good sci-fi. Now this foundation, all this stuff. I'm like, wow, there's a, if you're a little bit of a space, space geek, there's a lot happening right now. Mm-hmm. And, and Invasion, I think on Apple TV plus was another one that starts up in October. So you can get your little conspiracy hats on about the aliens coming to get you, Tyler. Yep. Here's something I want to talk about. Fantastic Beasts. Cancel culture is a hell of a thing. Johnny Depp was released from his contract, um, and there's a lot of mixed reactions about Fantastic Beasts. Tyler, what, what are you thinking? I can see I can see your... Well, your you're, you're I, know, the I thought we had going. the discussion. I thought we had the discussion if we were going to try to be more specific than just cancel culture. Yeah, because it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Yeah, and That's I, exactly I, I just let's be more specific here. What do we mean when we say cancel culture here? Well, I think it's the combination of. For me, it's more of an irony of okay, you have the people who don't who wanted Johnny Depp off the movie. Now you have the people who are wanting to. Um, uh, not not ban, but like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? There's a I, word. I, they, they don't want to watch Fantastic Beasts. Like they want to essentially, boycott. huh? Boycott. boycott yes, boycott okay. Fantastic Beasts. So it's kind of like a two pronged approach here. And what I'm seeing more and more is this cancel culture, where you know, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Regardless, everything's going to be canceled in some shape or form. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back it up, though, because part of this isn't about Johnny Depp. No. Part of this is 100% about the fact that J.K. Rowling is raising money against trans people. Yeah, exactly. That, that's I was going to bring that into it also. And then you have, you know, the larger Harry Potter issues with J.K. Rowling and everything she's done, said, doing, you know... Uh, <laughs> So it, it's like this, all, all, like it's crazy right now. It's absolutely crazy. What? Like there's just a lot no, of- No, 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 no. How is it crazy though? Because like Johnny Depp was found, a judge said he beats his wife. Yeah. I'm, hey, like, I'm not saying it's not. He won the larger I'm case. not saying that it's <laughs> not right. I'm saying that the studio did the right stuff. Okay. But but studios were always going to, and going to continue to- sweep stuff under the rug if if people don't get mad about it right mm-hmm. harvey weinstein did shit for decades oh yeah so i, I yeah I, I just think it behooves us to be really careful what we're saying and not just like gesticulate wildly at cancel culture because then we're no better than ben shapiro no exactly no what i was exact no i agree with you i agree 100 okay. percent with you <laughs> i'm just saying that it's it's in, this is an interesting thing to watch how all of this is being and depending on where you're reading stuff, you know, it's just interesting all the takes that are happening. But no one is t- saying the full story is essentially what I was trying to say. Okay. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the full story. Yeah, we can. I mean, I, mean, the, I think, the I think we just did it there, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Said franchise had a controversial guy. Said franchise dumped controversial guy. Yeah. Said franchise has a controversial writer. Said well, franchise owner. is being lit for a third owner. movie yep. by that person. Well, technically, I think it was a five-movie deal for Fantastic Beasts. Wow. Damn. Combined with, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. The second one was bad. I haven't. Yeah. I have zero interest in any of these movies, so. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I will give credit where credit's due. The first Fantastic Beasts movie is legit good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it just. It's cute, it's endearing, it's heartwarming. And the second one is just like, it's just gibberish. It's it just got gibberish. lost in its intention, whatever that was. I This universe doesn't make sense to me because I've never watched Harry Potter. Yeah. And I, yet I've seen these movies. And I'm like, yeah. uh, the second one lost me. The first well, one, the second- there was a story there. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the second one lost everyone, right? Because all of a sudden it was going to be like, well, we're going to have wizard Nazis now, but not the wizard Nazis from the original books who were like, like cartoonishly bad, which again, it's a kid's book. I'm okay with your villain being cartoonishly bad, mm-hmm. but then you're going to try to have like cartoon Nazis that are like kind of partially justified. 
we're going to talk about like you know whether or not people with actual more power should rule and it's like it's it's a weird bad muddy metaphor mm-hmm. yep i'm yeah. surprised that there's a third movie being made but it is what it is the ink runs thick in hollywood i guess <laughs> and if you sign a five movie deal you're getting five movies whether you want them or not yeah yep kind of sad yeah, exactly but good for their fans i'm happy if they're happy it's the Harry Potter universe lives on in some form. Yep. We always get asked to do more uh, focused stuff on Harry Potter. And I always reply saying, it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> so I'm the last person that could, should, would talk about it. I get it if you've got kids or you were a kid that read them. Or if you got kids and you want to get them reading and it catches their fancy. And as a parent, I'd be like, hey, encourage us. You know, they're reading. Whatever. It's great. And then the movies and all that stuff. But exactly that, it never caught for me. It was just, if maybe I had a little one reading Harry Potter, I'd get more into it. But it's the whole, I'm much more of a classic guy. The broomsticks and the wardrobes and the all that kind of stuff. Yep, exactly. Old. Exactly, exactly. He's just not my <laughs> cup of tea. Plain and simple. And, and I'm like, very diverse in what I watch. It's just, I've never, and I was at that age where I could have um, read the books. It just the first book just never even. I just didn't like it whatsoever. I tried to read them. Yeah, yeah. Muggles. That's all yeah. I can take out of it. Like I, like people who've never watched Star Wars, they know who Darth Vader is. I know what a Muggle is, but I've never seen it. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of this, this one hurts my head a little bit. Um, I don't know what. How, where, when we're going to upgrade our Nintendo Switch Online (laughs) account. Uh, This one, I don't know. This one bothers me, you know, because fundamentally, you're already paying for the getting online. And as a perk, you get access to the NES and SNES games, right? Mm -hmm. Now, yes, you don't have to upgrade. But now that they're expanding to N64 and Sega... Now they're asking for more money to get the expansion. So it's like, like I get it, but at the same time, like, come on, guys. Come on, Nintendo. I mean, I can actually add on to this and add on. I would argue that there is a cultural shift that is happening at Nintendo and has been happening for the past decade. And, And I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't know how long this can keep up. So the great example is like Nintendo products used to have functionally a lifetime warranty right mm-hmm. like you're not super Nintendo, you could send that in like five years later and they'd fix it for you mm-hmm. and not like i mean i just had to replace my the base for my switch and just talking to nintendo just talking to them to organize this through using their phone system which guess what they don't have toll free. Ugh. And then you sit and you wait or you text someone. And guess what? That's not a toll free text number. So I had to spend Jesus. like 20 bucks to go range to convince them that my Nintendo Switch needed repair. My Nintendo Switch base needed repaired. And their response was like, yeah, it's going to be one hundred and fifty dollars to get it repaired. And you have to mail it in and fix it. Do you want to know how much a new one is? How much? It was a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cheaper to just buy a new one. Yeah. And and I think this is part of it, is there's this 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 shift in culture at Nintendo. Yeah, we we've seen it in the video games too. Like not only this example that Boris is bringing up about the charge to, to mm-hmm. play more on their service, but even in Animal Crossing, like over a year ago, and it just seems like they're slowing on the updates. Yep. And people started calling them on it and getting like really upset. And then Nintendo kind of just reacted and said, okay, we're going to start plugging updates in again. But they were trying to get away from it, from from all the evidence that we have of regular updates and slowing down and less and less being plugged into the game. And we're, the people were holding up stuff like you promised us this development cycle. 
you promised this. You can't back away from it. Mm-hmm. And it took Nintendo a while to respond. So there, there, it definitely seems like there's something going on with the direction of Nintendo with where they're steering the ship now compared to where they've always faithfully put their business. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. But they also sit on these properties that make more money than anything else, like Pokemon. We look at the numbers <laughs> once every few months. Like, it's crazy. Once yeah. a quarter, we do the review. And how, I don't know why. We're always shocked when we see all the Nintendo titles on these bestseller lists. Yeah. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. And, and they don't even, like we always observe, they don't even disclose their online sales. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, those must be hand over fist. Those are, that's just money emptying directly into their pocket. Like, my, I was out for a drive with my dad the other day because my car is having an issue. So I'm getting it repaired. So my father was just like, let's go out, you know, let's, let's have a father son afternoon. So the dude, we're talking about online ordering because I went into the toy store to look at Lego. And oddly enough, I came out buying four like minifig packs and that was it. And my dad's just like, I would have thought that you would have bought more. And I'm like, well, there's nothing in the store that I see that I can't get online. Right. Yeah, And he goes, it's pretty crazy how much the world's changed with this COVID thing and how people now shop online. He goes, I wonder how the companies do it. And I'm just looking at him like, are you serious? Like, I'm like, imagine this. They have to send all of these toys to different distributors to get them into the stores, to put them on the shelves. So that's warehousing and all the stuff you got to pay for. So that incorporates into the price of the product. But now you're shipping direct to customer. It's just changing your systems. So now that box, instead of going to Toys R Us warehouse goes to my house mm-hmm. and now we control we see the buying patterns of said person right and and whatnot we can start marketing directly to them and we don't have the middleman and we cut down on overhead like bananas right and then he's just like looking at me going oh my god you're right <laughs> just it's they upgraded their database that's all they needed to do they have yep. all the other materials to make themselves and that's every business now Including Nintendo, including Sony, including Xbox. Yeah, just digitally marketing. Yeah, it's 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 yeah the big part of the pun. The big switch is really is really happening. It's happened over the past decade, yeah. especially. We we're just seeing it really into fruition over the past like what year and a half, two years. Um, yeah, which it's, I feel like just... a lot of these things have been sped up, and by things I mean like the shift more towards online because of covid mm-hmm. it was the inevitable but i just feel like it got sped up definitely accelerated yeah and and you have to understand right like companies are benefiting from this shift like there are clear winners and there are clear losers yep. in this and the losers are unfortunately going to be mon paw shops you know unless the community keeps them alive and and these the idea of a, of a store right? A physical store. There's a lot of people in the supply chain industry that are going to be hurt by this mm-hmm. yep. because of that shift. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's crazy. But when we'll see. Amazon we'll see. robots go wild. <laughs> Jesus, Amazon. Oh, that's a, that's another, that's another story for another day. Um, yeah, we, like I say, today's mainly a smorgasbord of stuff. I don't know how much more time we have. Um, literally looking through earlier this afternoon through my normal stuff, like I didn't see anything that jumped at me. There are a couple things we want to do a deep dive into it. We were talking offline. We want to do a deep dive into this uh, Marvel case, this new lawsuit with the Ditko family. Um, we want to talk maybe a bit of more of a deep dive with uh, the Epic Apple stuff, see what happens over the next couple of weeks so we can do a in-depth story on that. Um, what, what else were we talking about? We're talking about Chapek taking the fight with Scarlett Johansson out of the courts. Well, I, I mean, trying to settle that directly. I don't even know if that's a case. That's just that's just that's, good. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's how this should go, unfortunately. Yeah. That, that's what they should have done in the first place. Like, honestly, I what? can't believe that they gave the ground to let the verbal diarrhea go, well, especially I mean, on the JPEG side. Like, <laughs> Disney just came off looking oafish. I mean, I think that it was. I think it was a calculated thing that they misplayed. I think they thought that. Mm-hmm. I think they thought that Scarlett Johansson and everyone else was going to get in line more, and you know, I mean, probably there was negotiations behind the scenes. 
and I, I think they misplayed their hand and they got singed a little bit. And you know, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, people are going to get their money. Yeah, it's nothing they can't fix, but it just was weird, right? And that whole Apple versus Fortnite thing, I found that that was funny, just because my well, my big takeaway is watching that on Twitter unfold like seemingly live with Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Just someone take the phone away from Sweeney. Like, take Twitter away from that guy. Because, you know what? If you're going to try and do diplomacy through attack ads and whatnot, Epic, you look, you know what I mean? Like, you just look (laughs) idiotic in this. Yes, Apple's being a a brash, aggressive player, right? They're, They're breaking the rules, and you could yell at it all you want. But you're the ones that made the 1984 commercial. You're the ones that have been trolling people on Twitter about it. So grow up and just settle this shit. Like it, 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 it quite literally is a cordial phone call if you decide that you want to make it instead of an attack troll on Twitter. But like this is free marketing. What's that? But this is free marketing. Yeah, it, there is a benefit, obviously, because people are talking about the Fortnite store. And um, we're talking about it. We're talking yeah. about it. And now it can be your whole identity, right? Because it's now like, well, I support Tim Sweeney and Fortnite. Corporations aren't your friend. Tim Sweeney is just a mouthpiece for a corporation. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's Ultimately, exactly it. That's where I'd go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, like, really, man, this week has been quiet. Well, I mean, weeks. like, like we said, the issue was that like there's like three topics, but none of them are worth like. Like, we need an expert for the Ditko copyright thing. law yeah. issues mm-hmm. of Ditko. I mean, I, you know, I think that we can touch on it briefly, but the brief touch on of it is like someone always comes back to Disney or Marvel for their pound of flesh. It's again, it's this weird state of copyright versus employment contracts from decades ago. You know, it's Steve Ditko's family and Kirby's family and whoever's going to keep making that run. And I mean, I'd be interested in part. It's kind of hypocritical because like Jack Kirby did the exact same thing to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm. That was just how contracts were. And, And, you know, the difference is, is this is who's famous and. Uh, you know, we're we're as a society chewing on the concept of whether or not we think it's fair for you to be able to sit in the weeds and wait until something's successful before you sue for your share or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, didn't DC go through this decades ago with the creators of Batman and Superman? I mean, this has happened with Marvel before. Yeah. This has happened with like the word superhero before. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You're and right. the word zombie. I, I mean, the Kirby estate sued Marvel how many times at this point? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Didn't didn't Marvel have the, the copyright on zombie and they it expired? And then the word zombie started getting used in movies and whatnot, and then Marvel tried to get it back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that expired in 1973 or something. I don't know. It's just something that I read. But anyhow, yeah. Companies, man, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Back to corporations, right? (sighs) Man, what a freaking day. What a weird day. What a weird day. So, yeah, so we have a couple things coming up. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about? I do want to talk briefly, but I want to to send this for a second. Because we talked earlier this week about how we started this show in 2015 mm-hmm. and I was having deja vu just now. Do you know I was having deja vu just now? Because the Kirby estate was in the <laughs> middle of settling with Marvel <laughs> when we started this podcast. You're right. Oh my God. You are right. I, yes, you're right. They started in 2010 and that lawsuit basically went until 2014. Yeah. I remember talking to you and Kyle. I specifically remember Kyle having this conversation with Kyle yeah. at some point. Right, That's... and then they sued again in 2015. Jesus. Like, they settled for Spider-Man, X-Men, and someone else, and then sued for Iron Man the following year. <sighs> Man, how much money like does that estate have to keep these lawsuits going? 
I, I mean, I think that a big part of it is, you know, they just, that's how they make money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right? it's kind of like how you generate revenue. They probably have like this team of lawyers sitting in a room going, we can sue for this now. Hey, there's there's companies who do this, right? Like sue IP, like, you know, just, and that's basically how they fund their entire company. Yeah. The IP yep. trolls. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is all being settled. So I don't know how much, but yeah, I guarantee you that they're just yeah, they just sit there and sue every once in a while. I, I mean, you know, the the whole reality of this is, I mean, I think I've said this on this podcast before. It's like Scott Kurtz said ages ago of like the best things Jack Kirby and Ditko and them have going for them is they died. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Like. And it, it sucks to have to say that, but like Jack Kirby's kids aren't making art. They're just suing to be able to make money off of his art. And maybe they should be. And that's fine. But like, it's yeah. super weird. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Unfortunate, right? Like, it, and it kind of makes you wonder what Jack Kirby would think, right? Like, is this how he wants his legacy? And again, he he did the same thing yeah like right like at the end of the day this all comes back to work for hire contracts which i've signed and any creative has signed them and the deal is that if you create something on this contract you don't own it mm-hmm. yeah dude the amount of tech that i've done <laughs> yeah no one has any idea that i've had anything to do with it you know, and I'm, I can't go back to these companies that I've worked for and say, you know, give me my, my, my give me my money. Well, and, and, yeah. and you know, I, I think there's a legitimate argument if we could have a discussion about like, and maybe you should be able to. But now we're talking about like bigger moral ideas. Yeah. Well, isn't there a component of this? And this might be brash or whatever, but it's just a component of this where Marvel gets to be part of Disney. And then these guys sharpen their pencils and get their lawyers in there because yeah. they go, there's a bigger money pot now. Yes, 100%. Right? Like that's 100%. what it's all about, right? What? It's like when Marvel is struggling, okay, that lawsuit is a million dollars. When Marvel's excessive like this, you know, rolling in cash, that's a hundred million. Like, okay, go get it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, there is, and this is a concept we covered in law school of, of you know, as a society, do we empower people to wait to enforce their their rights until the pot's big enough? Right. And, and, you know, one side is like, why should you get to wait to see how much money it's worth? If you think this character is worth having, fight for it. Yep. Right. And the other side is, you know, I have IP out there that I technically own but it would cost me $10,000 to demonstrate I own it. And it's not worth $10,000 right now. Yep. But if I try to use it without that IP, I might get like, without that, that court thing, I might get sued. So it becomes this thing of like that $10,000 would be better spent for me making something bigger and better. And, yeah. and should I let someone then develop this IP that technically is mine? I just haven't really blamed it. You know, I, I we like we signed a contract to do work on this project together or whatever, and then they disappeared or ran off or whatever, and the contract's void now. But I we had to fight about it because law. Hmm. That's yes, it's that's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I think I think I think uh, I think uh, that might uh, that might be it for today you know what like yeah well it's good to be back let's just put it that way that oh it it feels great talking to you guys like it really does and again i want to like publicly thank you guys for for manning the ship while i was uh dealing with stuff over the past few weeks it really means a lot you know this baby is ours we do try to get as many shows as we can out there uh but uh yeah you know, we're back. We're going to be back on our regular Sunday-Monday schedule. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good to uh, to chat all things, everything, with uh, two of my best friends. So th- this is fun times again. Yeah, and, and thanks for giving us the opportunity to do the show. Um, 
it was hard doing it without you, as you know, uh, our fearless leader. But uh, I think Tyler and I did some work that we're both pretty proud of. Oh, you guys did great. Um, I heard great things. I have to be honest, I only listened to bits and pieces of the shows, um, but everything that I heard I liked, and I got some great feedback. So, again, you guys, uh, you guys kicked ass. Yeah, I'll just say this, though. We we had some pretty sparse weeks for news as, as well. <laughs> I know that there was a couple times where Tyler and I were looking at things going, is it even worth it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's funny that you say that because, like, that's where I'm struggling today. I think we've made this conscious decision to talk about stuff that's worth talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think we made this decision just based on the fact that we feel more proud. We like the content more when we can get in depth into a topic as opposed to just reading headlines and 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 getting reactions so yeah Yeah. so yeah so some weeks it's it's sparse some weeks you're gonna get random smorgasbord of stuff like tonight um today this episode uh other times we're gonna get in depth and we're gonna be talking for like two hours about something but uh yeah you know and and i I just want to explain that you know where we're at with the show we're, we're and I think the three of us are on the same page when we say that like we would prefer going balls deep on a subject I mean I don't know if I use those words but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> exactly Apparently balls deep is balls deep <laughs> I mean, it's not what I would say but you know <laughs> oh man yep so yeah that's basically where we're at so without further ado Phil can you take us out? Yeah. Well, you can track us down on the internet at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can look us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us about the difference between an opera and a musical at show at itscanonpodcast.com. Heck, you can hit us up on our social handles about that, too. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. And if you like what you hear so far, please be sure to leave a rate and review if your platform allows it and hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. We really appreciate all of the love that you give us. Yep, exactly. Thank you again. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything, all things pop culture, all things geek, all things anything and everything. He's Tyler. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Good night.